Hi, this is Dan. Thanks so much for listening to my podcast. In a moment, I'm going to share about how your confession is the key to possessing all that God has for you. If you don't already, please follow me on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at RevivalNowDanSteep. And you can find us on the web also at RevivalNow.com. On to the message. Remember, God's not mad. He loves you, and so do I. jump into our message today. Confess, your confession is your key, is the key to your possession. We're going to um, launch off in this, uh, in this lesson, starting in Hebrews chapter 4, verses 14 through 16. Hebrews chapter 4, verses 14 through 16. The scripture says, seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Amen. We're encouraged in Scripture to hold fast to our confession. Hey, Tommy, God bless you, buddy. Thanks for joining me today. Praying for you guys up there. Amen. Hold fast to our confession. So that's what we're going to talk about today. What is our confession? And what does it look like for us to hold fast to our confession? We have this great high priest, Jesus, the Son of God. And in Him, we are to hold fast to our confession. You know, many people fail to receive what they pray for because of a lack of understanding about confession. Confession is so much more than confessing your sins. There's a a broader application to this principle of confession than simply confessing our sins. That's a thing. It's, It's biblical. But confession is simply believing with our hearts and repeating with our mouths God's own declaration of who we are in Christ Jesus. It's our faith declaration. And and the word confession literally means saying the same thing. Saying the same thing. So when I make a confession that is in alignment with the Word of God, what I am doing is I am repeating with my lips and believing in my heart what God's Word says. What it says about who God is, what it says about who I am. I'm coming into alignment confessing with my mouth, believing in my heart, everything that God's Word says that I have. Everything that God's Word says that I can do. I'm coming into agreement with it. I'm I'm by an act of faith and even an act of my will, I'm choosing to say the same thing that God's Word says. That's a challenge for us sometimes, but we're encouraged to to even say the same thing that God's Word says about the circumstance that I'm in, about a, a, a physical issue in my body. I begin to say what God's Word says about me and about my healing. Hey, Pastor Alex, God bless you, brother. 
Thanks for joining us today, and thanks for the great work that you're doing for the gospel. Tanzania is on fire. Amen. It's great joining you guys in the Mwanza area. Last week, Luchili, Chato. Amen. God bless you, brother. We're praying for you guys. And we're locking arms together with you. So saying the same thing. Confession is faith's way of expressing itself. Confession is faith's way of expressing itself. Hey, Elizabeth and Dustin. God bless you. Appreciate all the work that you're doing with us and for us in this ministry. Clearly, we wouldn't be where we are even now without your love, support, your gifts, and your talents. You guys are awesome. Love you. Hope to see you soon. So if confession is faith's way of expressing itself, then when I open my mouth and I say the same thing that God's Word is saying, that means that I am coming into agreement with God's Word about what it says for my life, for my health, for my circumstances, for my family, for my ministry, for your business, whatever it might be. Coming into agreement with God. See, Hebrews 3.1 says that we are to consider the apostle and high priest of our confession, Jesus Christ. Consider. Jesus is called the apostle and high priest of your confession. Now, the only way that he can really be the apostle and high priest of your confession is if your confession lines up with who he is, what he has spoken to us in his word about who he is and who you are. You are. So he is the apostle and high priest of your confession. That's a responsibility that you and I have to measure up to. That to make sure that our confession is in keeping with who our apostle and high priest, Jesus Christ, truly is. We're commanded to consider our confession. And I want you to consider your confession today. It's particularly when things are going difficult. When you're frustrated or disappointed. Consider your confession. Does your, because that's the only time, really, that it matters if your confession lines up. Anybody can make a positive confession when things are going well. It's very easy to do. But the rubber hits the road in the difficulties of life. So we consider our confession at those times, and we make sure that our confession lines up with the Word of God. Because when our confession is in accordance with God's Word, when our confession is in accordance with Jesus, our High Priest, then He acts on our behalf according to what we confess. Let me illustrate that with a passage of Scripture that I spend a lot of time with in my own life. Romans chapter 10. Verses 8 through 10. The scripture says, The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That's, if you're not really prospering in your spiritual journey in Christ Jesus. I want to challenge you. Make sure that you're getting in God's Word. His Word. 
is a word of faith. And it really only works and operates in your life when you internalize it, when you confess it, when you operate in it and allow it to operate in you. I'm convinced that there are many people who, who confess Jesus Christ as their Savior, but they're really not prospering in the goodness of the Lord because His Word is not in us to the point where we make a positive confession of His Word. So verse 9, if you confess, this is Romans chapter 10, verse 9, if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So we see in this passage of Scripture in Romans 10, 8 to to 10, that Paul preached a word of faith. He preached the word. The word is faith. When you preach faith, you're preaching the word. And notice that our confession is by faith. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, by faith we make that confession. It's believing and confessing before the result. In other words, you confess with your mouth before you're saved. It's a confession unto salvation. Believing and confessing before you experience the result. Confession comes first, and then Jesus, our high priest, responds with the new birth. It's not salvation unto confession, but it is confession unto salvation. There's no salvation without confession. That's why we do it out loud. That's why when I pray for people to receive Jesus Christ as their Savior, I insist that you repeat that prayer out loud as a positive confession. Faith is acting on God's Word. And when we do that, then God works to fulfill His promise. So think about it with me. There's a a negative and a positive confession, right? There's a a negative confession of sin where, where we confess our sin before God. And then that that confession opens the door for a positive confession unto salvation. Now, I'm going to share a little bit with you about salvation. And the reason I want to do that is because I want you to understand just what is at stake when you and I make a positive confession. When we agree with God's word, when we confess God's word, when we say the same thing in our circumstances that God's word says about our circumstances and that God's word says about our lives. So the Hebrew word for salvation is yasha. It's the same uh, root that we get the word Joshua or even Yeshua, the Hebrew word for Jesus. And it communicates the idea of freedom. It's liberation from limitation. Salvation is eternal life with Jesus in heaven one day for eternity. But it's so much more than that. So the Greek word for salvation is sozo or soteria. And it's the word that we get cure, to be cured of something, recovery, remedy. 
And the basic meaning of salvation in the Bible is deliverance from danger. So salvation delivers you from the danger of sin and death and ultimately hell. But it it delivers us from so much more. Let me give you some of the alternate translations for salvation. Save, deliver, protect, heal, preserve, make whole, and health. That these are the concepts and the realities that salvation represents in the life of the believer. All these things that I've just said are available to you along with every promise in God's Word when you're saved. That's why our confession is so vitally important because there's so much more at stake than most of us realize. We confess God's word first in the form of the new birth and then, and then in the form of every blessing that is spoken of in God's word. So all that Jesus did in his substitutionary work, his sacrifice for us at Calvary, all of that is the private property of the individual in whom Jesus did it for. It's yours and it's mine. Throughout our Christian life, God wants us to believe with our hearts and confess with our mouth or with our lips all that he says that we are in Christ Jesus. We're to confess that Calvary was our emancipation proclamation, freeing us from sin freeing us from everything outside the will of God. Amen. Make sure when you get on, when you're watching, say hello to us and let us know where you're watching from. We like to see who you are. We like to know who's joining us in our live stream. So we confess, number one, that our redemption is complete. We confess that Satan's dominion has ended in our lives. And we confess that Calvary has freed us from the bondage of sin, from sin and death. The believer has no fear of death because we know who we are in Christ. We know what his word says concerning us. And we know that we have been freed to live eternally with Jesus in heaven. Hallelujah. If you believe that, give me, an, give me an amen in the comments. I want to make sure you guys are still with me. Amen. We are to make continual confession of our redemption from Satan's dominion. Let me give you the money quote for the day. You ready? You'll never rise above your confession. You will never rise above your confession. If your confession is not rooted in what God says concerning you in His Word, your confession is going to let you down. It's going to limit you. You'll never rise above what you're willing to confess with your lips. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 2 says, You are snared by the words of your mouth. You are snared by the words of your mouth. You are taken by the words of your mouth. When we doubt God's word, it's because We believe something that is contrary to His Word. And if you doubt God's Word and you believe something contrary to what His Word says, then a negative confession is going to come out of your mouth. 
Ephesians 4.29 says, Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. It matters what we say. It matters what we believe. We have to be guardians of our heart. Right? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. My heart has to be convinced that what God's word says concerning my life is absolutely true. We're not supposed to testify for our adversary, the devil. And when you make a negative confession, you're testifying for the devil. When you make a confession that's only partially true, you're still making confession for the devil. But when you make full confession of the fullness of what God's Word says, then you are 100% testifying to the truth of who God is and what His Word says. Amen, Pastor Alex. Hallelujah. We don't testify for the adversary. If you are born again, if you're a, a child of God, if you're a Christian, then you're a child of the King, and your testimony the, the confession of your lips is supposed to only reflect who your king is. We are to act and speak and think faith. Let me read to you Psalm 103, verses 1 through 5. Hey, Joyce, God bless you. Thanks for joining us this morning. Great scripture to read. Psalm Psalm chapter 103, verses 1 through 5. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of His benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, and who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. That can be your confession right now. I confess in the name of Jesus that my Redeemer has redeemed me from all destruction. It doesn't matter what I see going on around me. I'm redeemed from destruction. And I'm going to stand on God's word until my circumstances begin to line up with the truth of his word. My redeemer crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercies. Hallelujah. He satisfies my mouth with good things so that my youth is renewed like the eagles. So I started to just make a positive confession about that scripture in my own life. I'm going to take it back from the top because I just feel stirred in my spirit to do this. This is how you can internalize a scripture. This is how you can make a scripture your own, and you can turn your Bible reading into your positive confession of faith. I'm going to read this whole thing through like it's mine because it is. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. I will not forget all His benefits. He forgives all of my iniquities and heals all of my diseases. My Lord redeems my life from destruction. He crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercies. My Lord satisfies my mouth with good things so that my youth is renewed like the eagles. Take that scripture. Make it your own. Make it your positive confession. Do it every day. And you can take and apply that same principle and personalize God's word into your life every day and even every moment of every day. Our confession rules us. That's why I encourage people to get in, get in God's Word, to memorize God's Word, 
to make it a part of you, to read your Bible every day, commit it to memory, to meditate on it. Why do I do that? It's not because I'm trying to push another religious hoop for you to jump through. It's because I want you to be successful in your faith journey. I want you to prosper spiritually, prosper emotionally. I want you to be prosperous relationally. I want you to prosper in your health, prosper in your finances, prosper in your ministry, in your household, in your business, and whatever it may be. And it all comes down to doing God's Word, speaking it, believing it, internalizing it, and making it a part of who you are. Our confession rules us. Your confession will rule you, and you will never rise above your confession. I'm not interested. We're told in the Great Commission in Matthew 28, 19, and 20 to make disciples. I'm not interested in making someone, uh, uh, making a Christian in title only, a Christian in name only. I'm not interested in having another religious person walking around without power in your life. I'm not interested in raising up people who who profess godliness but deny the power therein. I want you to be successful. I want your life to be a walking billboard that glorifies God's name. If you're not prospering in these areas in your life, Get in God's Word until it gets in you, until your confession becomes a a megaphone for the Word of God. It's what we confess with our lips that dominates our inner being. And let me just throw out a disclaimer. I'm trying to drive toward this thing right now. The confession of your lips has no value as long as your heart rejects it. I get really tired of like religious people who are just quoting God's word, but they don't believe it. You've got to believe it so that out of the abundance of what you believe in your heart, it flows out of your lips. Don't say it if you don't believe it. But get in God's Word and internalize it until it becomes your confession. When I was saved, when I became a Christian, I had to confess God's Word, even though I didn't really know. But by faith, I decided to give God a try. And he's never let me down. It's only what you will believe by faith. Faith is what activates it in your life. You'll never rise above your confession. Your confession rules your life. And so we're told in Hebrews 4 to hold fast our confession. Our confession of our faith in the redemptive word, the redemptive work of Christ Jesus. That at Calvary, through his substitutionary death, he substituted his life for mine. He purchased my salvation, he purchased my freedom. He purchased my deliverance. He purchased my healing. He purchased it all for me on Calvary. And I have to hold fast to my confession of that very thing. I'm to hold fast to the confession of the absolute integrity of God's Word. I hold fast to the confession of the work of Christ in all its phases, to the unlimited atonement of Christ and its application to my life in every aspect and area, even my finances, even my financial 
prosperity. I'm singling that one out for the religious person that wants to say that, that, that God's substitutionary work through Jesus Christ, that His atonement is only limited to eternal life in heaven. No, Jesus came to give me life and give it to me abundantly. He came to, um, to manifest Himself on the earth to destroy the works of the devil in all of its aspects and phases in my life, including my financial prosperity. It's not the only thing that he cares about, but I'm not willing to throw that one out just because religious people want to draw a line on that one. I don't believe you can honestly and sincerely do an honest reading of God's Word and come to the conclusion that our financial prosperity doesn't matter to God. It matters to God, and He wants us to be blessed. We're blessed to be a blessing. So I hold fast to the confession of the work of Christ in all of its phases. Hold fast to the confession that God is the strength of your life. He's the strength of my life. He's my hope. He's my source. And I'm going to hold fast to the confession that He bore my sickness and by His stripes I am healed. I don't care what my circumstances look like. I'm going to hold fast to that confession. God says that we are to believe and say the same things. We're to know what our rights are as revealed in Scripture and hold fast to our confession of those rights. When you know that Christ took our infirmities and He bore our sickness, hold fast to your confession. When you read that greater is He who is in you than he that is in the world, hold fast to your confession. In the face of contrary evidence, hold fast to your confession. Hallelujah. Is my brother Emmanuel Juma on? Amen. God bless you, brother. Hold fast to your confession. Hey, give me an emoji wave if you're on and you're still listening. I mean, want to make sure you still have a pulse out there. Hallelujah. Amen, Pastor Alex. In the face of contrary evidence, will you hold on to your confession? Healing is always in response to faith's testimony. When things get difficult, that's when you need your confession more than anything else. When things get difficult, hold on to your confession. Keep in harmony with God's Word. Hallelujah. Don't allow your senses to rule your confession. But make sure that God's Word rules your confession. You know what your senses are, right? Your sight, your smell, your sound, right? Your hearing, your taste, your feel, all those things. Don't let your physical senses rule your confession. Keep in harmony with God's Word. Right? Doubting Thomas was the one that said, except I see, I will not believe. But Jesus said, blessed are they that have not seen and yet believe. I want you to be in that number. Join me together in believing God's word for everything that it says, regardless of what my five senses say and my circumstances around me. I'm going to hold fast to God, to my confession. Make your lips harmonize with the Word of God. Make your lips harmonize with the Word of God. Christ is the high priest of our confession. He is a great high priest. He is a merciful high priest. He is in touch with our weaknesses. He is a perfect, sinless sacrifice for our sins. 
He ever lives to make intercession for us, and He is always ready to give us grace in our time of need. The confession of your lips that has grown out of faith in your heart will defeat the adversary in every area of your life. The psalmist said in Psalm 34, verse 10, The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. It didn't say they shall not lack good things. It said they shall not lack any good thing. Confess it. Confess it in your heart. Confess it out loud. Confess it repeatedly. Confess it until your spirit agrees. Confess it until it comes to pass in your life. Christ's words are filled with himself. When you confess the very words of Christ, you are confessing Christ in your life, in your circumstance. And as we act on God's words, as we act on those words, they will fill us with Christ. Confess Christ as your Lord. When coming to God for salvation in its initial form, when you ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart and your life and forgive you of your sins, one thing's necessary for that. Our confession of and surrender to Christ's Lordship in our lives. That's what Romans 10.9 says. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, right? That's the confession of his lordship. And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. It's our confession of and our surrender to the lordship of Christ. Colossians 2.6 says, As you therefore have received Jesus Christ as Lord, so walk in him. When you receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, you received Him as your Lord as well. And one of the ways that that is worked out in our lives is that we walk in Him. We walk in His words. We confess His words. And we submit to His words. Hallelujah. If you confess with your mouth, that, that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Appropriating faith for the fulfillment of any promise implies surrender to his lordship. And when we do that, He is ready to save us. He's ready to heal us. He's ready to baptize us in His Spirit. He's ready to give us life. He's ready to be for us and in us a fountain of living water springing up to everlasting life. Hallelujah. He's ready to, to manifest His person into every uh, circumstance that we're in. He's, he's ready to manifest himself in every blessing that he promised us in his word. He's ready to be our strength and our portion. To give us unlimited use of his name. You realize that you have unlimited use of his name. His name is your power of attorney. Power of attorney. You, can, you can speak in the name of Jesus and you're promised even that mountains will move. The Bible says you can have whatever you ask. Jesus said it when you ask in his name. Hallelujah. He's ready to enable us to cast out demons. He's ready to anoint your ministry. He's ready to enable you to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. And it all starts with a positive confession of Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. 
Do you know Jesus today? Are you born again? As sure as I'm sitting here, Jesus is coming again soon. He's coming to rapture up His church, the bride of Christ, up out of this world to meet Him in the air. The signs are all around us. Read the Gospel of Matthew chapter 24. Read Matthew chapter 21. Read Revelation 10, Revelation 13, even Revelation 12. The signs are all around us. He's coming soon. Are you ready to meet Him in the air? When you stand before God at the, at the judgment, will you hear Him say, well done, good and faithful servant? Or will you hear Him say, depart from me? I never knew you. Are you going to participate in the rapture of the church? Or are you just going to be an eyewitness to it? It all starts with your positive confession that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior and that God raised Him from the dead. I want to make an offer to you as you're listening to me today. Whether you're listening live or whether you're going to be listening to this recorded video. If you've never received Jesus Christ as your Savior, it's as simple as ABC. Simply admit that you've sinned. Believe that Jesus can save you. And confess Him as your Lord. Maybe you're listening to me today and you've, you were raised in church, but something happened in your life that caused you to turn away from God. Could have been a sickness, the death of a loved one, a job loss, something tragic in your life. You were wounded, you were traumatized, and, and you turned away from God. And, and now you find yourself feeling like you're so far away from God that He can't reach you. Well, I want you to know that that is a lie from the devil. There is nowhere you can go that God can't reach you and there's nothing that you can do that would cause God to turn His back on you. The reality is, is that Jesus said, I will, I will turn my back on no one. All you have to do is turn to Him and make a positive confession. Perhaps you're listening to me and you just struggle with the concept of assurance. You're just not sure that if you died today, you would go to heaven. If you fit into any one of those three categories, repeat this prayer out loud after me and you can have the assurance of your salvation. You can know that your life is rededicated to God and you can know that you are saved and born again from this instant moving forward. I want you to repeat this prayer out loud after me. The reason I want you to say it out loud is because Jesus said, if you confess me before men, I will confess you before my Father in heaven. So let's pray together. And make sure you repeat this prayer out loud after me. Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the grave to give me victory over sin and death. I confess my sinfulness to you. Please forgive me of my sin and come into my heart and life and make me a new person. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer together with me, let me be the first person to welcome you to the family of God. You are my newest brother or sister in Christ. I'm proud of you. You've made the most important decision that you could ever make in your life. Amen. I'd like you to do a couple things for me. Go to our website at revivalnow.com. Revivalnow.com. 
There's a red button right there on the front page. It says, I just got saved. Click that button. There's a couple of things that I want you to do. There's some videos that I've prepared for you. I want you to, to watch those videos. They're just there to, to kind of give you some foundation and get you started on the right track. There's also a place for you to fill out your contact information. Please take a moment and do that. We want to know who you are. We want to be able to support you in your, your new walk with Jesus. I promise that your name won't show up on a mailing list or anything like that. We just want to know who you are, and we want to be able to support you in your new journey in Christ Jesus. Amen? Listen, the Bible says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So when you prayed that prayer, if you repeated that prayer out loud after me, you called on the name of the Lord. And the Bible also says that God is not a man that he should lie. So if the Bible says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved, and you called on the name of the Lord, and God doesn't lie, then by the authority of God's word, you are saved. You are born again. And you are on your way to heaven because you have Jesus in your heart. Amen. Well, I want to give you an opportunity to partner with us in this ministry. Our ministry at Revival Now is, is we're gaining a lot of momentum. God spoke to me a couple of years ago, about, it's about three years ago, about reaching a million souls for Him. And we've been chasing after that here at Revival Now. We've been building and building and building and we've had the privilege to preach to over 5,000 people this year. We've had the privilege to feed nearly 5,000 people up to this point. We've had the privilege of introducing um, 2,920 people to Christ just in this calendar year. And I'm telling you, we're, we're, we're building momentum. We've got some big plans that God has in store for us moving forward. The reason I'm telling you these things, and, and I want to ask our team just to flash the, the ways that you can give up on the screen. They've probably already been doing that, but I get focused on what I'm talking about, and I don't really pay attention. Every soul that comes into the kingdom through this ministry, when you partner together with us, is credited to your account as well. So go to our website at revivalnow.com forward slash investnow. Follow the prompts if you want to give that way. You can text RNGIVE on your mobile device to 888-364-4483. That's RNGIVE to 888-364-4483. You can find us on Cash App. Just search for dollar sign RNGIVE. Cash App, dollar sign RNGIVE. PayPal. Search for add RNGIVE on PayPal. And if you want to give the old-fashioned way, just make your checks payable to Revival Now at P.O. Box 411, Marysville, Ohio, 43040. That's Revival Now, P.O. Box 411, Marysville, Ohio, 43040. I want to pray for you. I want to thank everybody for getting on and joining us for, for participating in our live stream together with me. In just a moment, I want to I wanna say a prayer for everyone that's listening. I also want to remind everybody, if you haven't gone to our website, revivalnow.com, and just go there and scroll down to the bottom of the front page, and you'll be able to sign up for our e-newsletter, and you'll be able to get updates on what's happening in our ministry, what's coming up next, uh, get reports and be able to stay connected together with us. It's absolutely free. Just just um, subscribe to our e-newsletter, and, and that'll, that'll get to you, and, and we appreciate the opportunity to connect with you in that way as well. So let's pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for each and every person that joined me together today on this live stream. I thank you, Father, for their lives and I pray that if any, of, any one of those persons has not accepted you as their Savior, that they would do so today.
I speak blessing over our Revival Now network of soul winners. I thank you for all of my friends and ministry partners in Africa that joined together with us today on this live stream. Bless them, Lord. You know their needs. You know their hearts. You know they want to glorify your name and bring many souls into the kingdom. In the name of Jesus, pour out your abundant supply upon them. I'm believing for miracles today, tomorrow. Make it very clear to them, God, that it's by your hand that that miracle came to them. Thank you for them, Father. Supply their every need according to your riches in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Strengthen them. And strengthen all my friends, all my family members, all my partners, everyone on this live stream with physical, emotional, financial, spiritual, relational blessing. Blessing upon blessing. Overflow. An outpouring. A fresh anointing of your Holy Spirit. A fresh outpouring of the Holy Ghost and fire. Carry us by your Spirit into our destiny. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I love you. From all of us here at Revival Now Studios, we give you our love. We're praying for you. We're standing with you. And we will see you again Tuesday night at 7 o'clock New York time. God bless you. <music>